0: Let us begin the our uh, Lenten 2022, Daily Breath, Day 9. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for calling us to your love. And we confess that there is a darkness not only in Putin, but also each one of us. Without your mercy, this darkness will deceive and destroy so many beautiful and wonderful things that you created and gifted us with. Help us to draw near to you so that the light of Christ will shine and save our minds and our hearts. May the Holy Spirit speak to us this morning through the scripture so that our lives will be healed with your love and our Lent becomes a reflection of your loving light in the most luminous name of christ the light of the world and our soul we pray amen last friday in romans chapter 3 verse 1 to 8 uh, through jonathan Coles in a teaching we learned that uh, god is faithful god is faithful even when we are unfaithful to him The Jewish history of self confidence and self deception as a people of God who received the gifts of the law yet failed to recognize God's faithfulness in Christ is a sovereign reminder to Christians in every period, especially our time in history. In today's passage, Romans chapter 3, verse 9 to 20, Paul continues to dig in the power of a sin and its a reality from social dimension, that is a matrix of a Jews and Gentile to individual dimension. So social dimension to individual dimension. And that's what our passage is about. And with that, let us read our uh, passage, Romans chapter 3, verse 9 to 20. What shall we conclude then? Do we have any advantage? No, not at all. For we have already made a charge that Jews and Gentiles alike are all under the power of sin. As it is written, there is no one righteous, not an even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good. Not even one. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of a vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to the shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways. And the way of a peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. Our passage today can be divided into three sections. The first section, verse 9, presents Paul's main point that no social group can claim any special privilege on the day of judgment because all, both Jews and Greeks alike, are under the power of sin. The second section, verse 10 to 18, proves this from the various scripture quotations in the individual realm. And then third section, verse 19 to 20, draws a conclusion that it is not possible to be declared righteous or just on the day of judgment by means of works of law or living morally. Not even for Jews who possess the Mosaic law, since the law can only show us that we are sinners. What I want to focus on this morning is a second section where Apostle Paul emphasizes the universality of sin in the individual realm. Paul's massive quotations of scripture passages can be divided into two parts. The first part, verse 10 to 12, Paul emphasized the universality of a sin, that every person falls under his power. Here Paul repeats the no one, no one for four times. There is a no one righteous, there is a no one who understands, there is no one who seeks God, there is no one who does good. In the second part, verse 13 to 18, Paul emphasizes pervasive evil, pervasive evil effect of a sin on human existence. Here Paul describes a sin in three crucial human body part. Three crucial human body part, which are mouth, and the feet and eyes, mouth, feet, and eyes. So verse 13, their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of the vipers, actually some translate the cobras. The poison of cobras on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. And their feet are swift to shed blood. The ruin and misery mark their ways. And the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. So first, let's look at the mouth. Paul starts with the effect of a sin in our speech or mouth. Here, Paul mentions all the human organs of speech, which are throat, tongues, lips, and mouth. Just like James, who we studied, in you know, the last fall, remember? that anyone who claims to be a religious and does not keep tight rein control in their mouth is the most deceived and irreligious, that means uh, unfaithful. Paul, like James, Paul stresses the way that we use our speech is a barometer of our spirituality and wisdom. Just like James warns the destructive power of a tongue, Paul gives a vivid description of a disgusting and damaging effect of a sinful, selfish words. Open graves means a stench. Can you imagine open graves? The dead bodies all over. Ah, it's, it's sad, but it's a reality that we see on TV in Ukraine. And vipers means a fatal damage, deceit, and bitterness. Simply, our tongue, without God's control, can do so much damage to the people around us, even those we love and care. So this morning, let us consecrate our speech with a holy silence, and then for the rest now and the rest of the day, for the humble service of encouraging and kind words. Second, Paul moves from the organs of speech to the feet and the metaphorical roads on which they walk. Verse 5, their feet are swift and to shed blood. The word swift is very interesting because it means both sharp in the sense of having a keen edge for cutting and quick with respect to motion. So this word this word swift, their feet are swift, means their feet are sharp and quick. Sharp and quick. Have you seen such a sharp and quick fit lately? I heard a sad news, seriously sad news that the, uh, as a US and allies tighten sanctions on Russia and choke off investor demand for its assets, parts of Wall Street are jumping on the buying opportunity that this uh, uh, economic sanction is uh, creating in Russia. So for instance, Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan Chase have been purchasing beaten down company bonds tied to the Russia in the last you know, few days. And these Wall Street sharks are so ruthless. I was so ashamed. And uh, these are the, uh, cap- the the most, I mean, they're the worst than communists. Yes, this is why capitalism gets a bad rap They're so, you know, I'm sorry. There's something more important than money. And at this time and hour when innocent people are slaughtered, they they see it as an opportunity to make a profit. You know, these Wall Street Sharks are so opportunistic, outsmarting and devouring. I want to say, let us be opportunistic for Christ's love. And kindness. Let us be better opportunists than these Wall Street sharks. Let's outsmart the world and the worldly people with the gospel of Christ and his goodness. Let us move our feet for Christ fast, even even quicker than those who are moving for the com- commerce and the finance. Finally, Apostle Paul gives A simple but straight diagnosis of sin, that is our spiritual optic. Spiritual optic. Verse 18, there is no fear of God before their eyes. Paul is using the well-known proverbial wisdom, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. Fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom. So Paul is linking the lack of righteousness among human beings with are failures to see the fear of God. And then this is a reminiscence of Paul's earlier indictment against all humanity in chapter 1, verse 18 to 32, where he identified the origin of a futility and foolishness of human thinking into failure to see God as a creator and thank him for his creation for us. So brothers and sisters, let us not perceive everything with only physical eyes, but also with the spiritual eyes. Let us see everyone and everything with the fear of God more than our own eyes. Let us remember that our Christian ethics start with the optics of Christ. Yes, ethic ethics is all about optics. What we see. And who do we see with the eyes of a Christ? That is where our Christian ethics stands. Finally, let me remind everyone of our final accountability before God. Verse 19, Paul said, For we know whatever the law says. It says to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced and the whole world held accountable to God. The Greek word, the accountable, is upodikos. Upodikos. It's used only here in the New Testament, but it actually it's a very common term in the Greek uh, world and literature. It is actually a court word, which means answerable, answerable. And they usually used the uh, answerable to the wrong party and judicial authority. And the one New Testament scholar said, God is the ultimate victim and judge of our One day, everyone will stand before God and give their answers to God. Once again, it is my prayer that we children of God and followers of Christ are more than ready for God's judgment. On that day, we will give more than answers. We will give our Lord our praises and thanks. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, Truly, there is no one righteous in the world, for no one seeks your glory and righteousness first on their own. It is you who sought us and saved us first. Now to your righteousness, we want to rededicate our tongues and our feet and our eyes this morning. We ask you to anoint our words and acts and the thought with the Holy Spirit so that we can be the mouth and hands and the eyes of Christ to those around us. In the most consecrated and the consecrating name of Christ we pray, Amen.